Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. I just want to remind everyone that you can leave an Apple Podcast review of five stars or greater. You could say, uh, leave a five-star review and then go, I really wanted to leave six, but they don't have enough stars. Uh, You can do that for this podcast. It helps us get found by people who are going through IVF. People will go, hey, I want to type IVF in and see if a podcast comes up. And uh, if you guys give us five-star reviews, we come up uh, sooner. So do that. And then also, if you need more help with this uh, whole uh, garbage uh, life we've all signed up for with IVF, head over to our Facebook group. It's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash excellent adventure. It's a great community of people there who want to help you be okay with this garbage that we're all going through. Um, And on top of that, you can do uh, a number of things over there, like ask questions and get answers before we can answer them. So... If you have an urgent question you don't feel like emailing us about, head over to the Facebook group. But if you do want to email us 
Our email is dorianmatt at gmail.com or mattanddory at gmail.com. And, of course, our phone number is 413-461-BABY. And if we've helped you at all and you feel like you'd like to help us out, you can do that at the Patreon page. It's patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure. You can get things like cool bonus episodes of the podcast there for a small monthly donation to help us make things happen. Dory, we talked to Dr. Beck. What's our plan? Well, you're going in to get your sperm tested again now that it's been a month since you quit smoking, went on hiatus, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So theoretically, your sperm should be better-ish. That's the hope. Um, Does my sperm feel better? Probably. I don't know. I couldn't tell you anything about it except for the fact that uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not in planes all the time. That's helpful, I'm sure. That's got to be helpful. Not walking through x-ray machines every day. That's also probably a pretty uh, advantageous thing. Um, Dr. Beck said if there is a problem, we will then start to... I'll go to a urologist of her choosing, and then otherwise, that's... uh, uh, Let's say the sperm's better, then we'll we'll go do another round of IVF very shortly. Can't wait. That's going to be great. Mm -hmm. We're going to do it before... Hopefully before hiatus ends. <sighs> so what'll that be? Six? What will that be? Number six? I have no idea. Five, six? I think that's six. Is it? I don't know. I don't remember. Do you know at home? I think the last one was five. That's crazy. You know, people keep emailing us being like, Are you guys doing Ixie? And I'm confused by this because I feel like from like episode one, we have discussed the fact that we are doing ICSI. Yeah, but we, you know, it's, I get it. I get the emails because we don't really talk about our, like say someone jumps in in the middle or something like, I feel like we mentioned ICSI like very early on and that was that. Mm. All right. Well, guys, we're doing ICSI. Oh, and she also mentioned some new experimental, um, newly fda approved process some sort of sperm some sort of sperm no she referred to it as a chamber a sperm chamber (laughs) a sperm chamber where they put which is what i just i called my bedroom when i was 14 i was a regular harry hard on (laughs) we watched pump up the volume last night guys don't and uh, oh my god now matt understands my no, I don't. sullen adolescence better. I don't. I don't know that you were actually sullen. I really don't. What? I don't know anything about your adolescence. I've told you about my adolescence. Yeah, I know, but I feel like you're just like You think I'm exaggerating? You're projecting your your idyllic adolescence. <laughs> I think you're you 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 ideally would have been uh the um Samantha Mathis character. Oh, of course, but she wasn't sullen. She was more, she was like, she was very confident. She was, I think she was very sullen mm. under it all. Probably. Good at driving a Jeep. Very good. Surprisingly good for like a 17 year old. Well, I mean, they could have explained it with like a, I don't know. You know what though? I put, I left my phone in my office. Who did? I did. When? I didn't, I didn't have my phone with me when we were watching the movie it was your movie why would you do that it was what you wanted to watch the real test everybody will be next week during the myra shafrir screening of thor ragnarok 
Who? Where is my phone? Why is that making a noise? I don't know. It's over there somewhere, I think, next to you. On the left, maybe? Or the right, rather? No. Oh, well. It's not here. <laughs> anyway. It's got to be somewhere. Mm. Um. So, oh, there it is. So, yeah. So, we're doing this thing now where we switch off movies. We're it's really going to bring us closer together. Showing, I, well, you know, I don't know what it will do. It's certainly more enjoyable to watch a movie with you when neither of us are on our phone. That is true. Because, quite frankly, watching a movie with you up to this point in our relationship has been pointless. Okay, well, from this point on, <laughs> it is not pointless. It has, been, it, has, it has been very pointless. Okay. So I'm impressed that you could do it. Thank you. I didn't know that, that was a, you were capable of such a thing. Thank you. Um, and, uh, yeah, you left your phone at home last night too. when we went on our aspirational walk through Hancock park, Yep. you know, where I like to look at houses made of brick and go, I'd like to live there. It has like 8,000 square foot houses yeah. in like the fanciest part of Los Angeles. Yeah. It's just good walking over there though. It is great walking. It's very quiet, uh, wide sidewalks, peaceful, not too uh, many people out. Bo can sniff to his heart's content he really loves to sniff uh yeah and sometimes i see movie posters through windows and then i go oh i bet this guy must have written those two movies because those, those, those are, two third rate movies from 15 random, years ago those are random very <laughs> random posters to have and then I've, <laughs> i looked them up and i found out that yes one guy wrote all of these things and i was like guaranteed that's that guy's house that's that guy's big fancy house yep Boy, so, oh boy. Writing screenplays in the early aughts must have been a very lucrative time. Yeah. Oh, well. So was writing television back then. It's not unlucrative now. It's just not. It's not nearly, it's not as, nearly lucrative. as lucrative. That's true. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. People should be knocking down my door trying to give me a $3 million overall deal for two years. Ugh. I wish. That was what was happening. That's insane. That's just, and you didn't have to do anything. I know. Anyway, now so, is the time. Now is the best time. Should we read some emails? Uh, I guess so. But also, if you've seen Pop Up the Volume, it was a very confusing movie. It's also not available streaming anywhere. Yeah, so you have to like track we, down a copy of the on, on Amazon of DV, on DVD, which we did. And, and eh, listen, it's weird. What made you think it was so weird? Like, why is it weird? Uh, pacing plot-wise, like, it, it, there's actually not a lot happening. Like, you don't, you don't know anything. You don't know anything until this last third of the movie. Right. You then don't, you understand why the school's weird. Right. And right. what the motivate. Like the the villain is not established very well. Yeah. The um. But I mean, it's a good, it's a good, um, what is it? It's, it's sort of a, it's a movie. It's not a plot movie. It's a feeling movie. That's probably uh, why the I sense liked, of like, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it captures a, uh, a, a, a tween zeitgeist. Tween? Yeah. 12 to tween 17. Is, no, tween is like 11 to 13. Teen is like thirteen to eighteen Not or anymore. nineteen. No, tween, no. twelve, and teen. Mm -mm. Tween. No. Yep. Nope. 
Okay. And what is what is tween to you? Tween is like between. No. Between eleven and twelve. Tween is is the just before teenage years. That's so what it's they eleven and twelve. Yeah, but not between. through like sixteen. Well, listen, guys, I'm not here to to decide that kind of thing. I'm here to tell you about IVF. Anyway, let's talk about uh, eptopic pregnancies because that's my favorite thing to talk about after I discuss pump the volume. Wait, you know, we were wondering what else the um, the writer-director did. Yes. He also directed Empire Records. It's a same vibe. Classic 90s but that, teen movie. But that has, a, that has a clear plot. Did he write that too? Oh, this is interesting. He wrote a novel that was never published but became the basis for the screenplay of Pump Up the Volume. That kind of makes sense. It kind of feels like a novel. Yeah, it feels like a real catcher in the rye. Yeah. For for, for the for the late 80s. Totally. Oh, he's he kind of hasn't done much since the mid-90s. Uh, maybe he hasn't wanted to. Maybe he hasn't had to. Maybe he's doing some pirate radio broadcasts. <laughs> maybe. All right. Maybe he has a podcast. <sighs> Possibly. Okay, here we go. This is email time. It's uh, from Jen. Hi, Dory, Matt, and Bo. I'm responding to the egg signal from the woman who had two pregnancies of unknown location. I've had an early miscarriage followed by very soon after by an ectopic treated with methotrexate. Having to go through the cancer wing of the hospital to get the shot was not fun. And then we waited three, the required three months before trying again. We got pregnant the first month trying after the wait and of course the some bitch was ectopic again even though we we're being monitored closely it ruptured and my fallopian tube had to be removed throughout all Aye. of this the doctors were never able to visualize anything on the ultrasound until the third pregnancy when they could see that i was bleeding internally Aye. it's not like they will be able to visualize any pregnancy on ultrasound that is below 1500 hcg my suggestion would be to run, not walk, to a reproductive endocrinologist. OBs do not specialize in cases like ours. My OB kept telling me, kept telling me, that's a weird accent I've just developed, uh, that I had bad luck and to keep trying, which made me want to flip a table. After you've had two pregnancies not in utero, your chances of this happening again increase somewhat significantly to 25 to 30%. Oy. Oh my God, that's a, that's a one in four. Uh, an, a reproductive endocrinologist can do some imaging, maybe HSG or saline ultrasound to see if they... Guys, I gotta find the next page of this email, Jen. I don't know where it is. Oh, here's page three. If if they what? Oh, Jen, I bet you know exactly what you're talking about. I don't know where this other page went. Oh, no. Well, I think I can pull it up on my um, on my uh, computer. Oh, see if they can identify any structural oh, issues it? in your strike zone. Strike zone. I consulted with two reproductive endocrinologists who both rec- recommended IVF, a good option for us ladies who can't seem to get pregnancy in the right place because they put the embryo right where it's supposed to be. This isn't a success story yet since our egg retrieval is next week. But I'm wishing you the best and wanted you to know that you're not alone. This is signed Jen, a typical 80s baby name, representing, she says. Very typical. Uh, so, reproductive endocrinologists, guys, they are um, specialists in areas, uh, like Jen said, that like your OBGYN doesn't 
yeah really know what to do trained in that they're like well let's just make sure the uterus is cool and okay yeah Yeah, i can i can i can also treat a yeast infection but after (laughs) that i have no idea what i'm doing honey that's not fair isn't it though no what do they do they deliver babies oh i can also deliver babies (laughs) which is like yeast ew the baby rises (laughs) and (laughs) comes out gross loaf first ew i don't know what i'm saying wait you this is the next email oh i didn't want to read it because it seemed long i'm just kidding I actually condensed it. It was like twice as long. Uh, Hey, gang. My hubs and I have been on the infertility slash fertility roller coaster. We have too many papers, officially. I've decided that I can't seem to keep track of everything that's happening. You you don't like when when I staple it. I am not good at this. So I stopped stapling it. No, I just don't know what I'm doing. And then you also don't like when I print it double-sided. I'm having a... But I like when I can use my iPad, which we did and now we don't because we now have ink. (laughs) Which one is this? Do you want to use your iPad? Um... You know what? It's okay. For now, All I'm right. going to go with this paper situation. Okay. Uh, and back to this uh, email, which I think is from Ashley. It is. Uh, okay. So back to her and her husband who've been on the fertility and fertility roller coaster for five years. Feels like 70. We're gearing up for another treatment. Uh, we think, quote, might actually work. Uh, we have two IVF cycles. We have three. We've had three embryos. We'll be transferring one in April, May. We're eager, anxious, stressed. I would say hopeful, but hope is a dangerous drug. Anyway, here's the state. Here's the state of the state and the question I have for everyone. How do you protect your heart while remaining positive? I have not been able to master this. We had our funny social media announcement ideas picked out and a list of names, et cetera, et cetera, years ago after hitting stumbling blocks of several failed IUIs and treatments and a failed major sur- surgery, failed simply in the sense that we didn't conceive. We just haven't been interested in planning Uh, of any sort even though it was once fun for both my husband and i now with the impending transfer do we open up our hearts again do we start to plan no don't start to plan uh hope this works and enjoy the only times realistically we may have to wish for and plan a pregnancy what you want to enjoy the only time realistically that we may have again to wish for and plan for a pregnancy I don't quite understand that sentence. Are you saying that the idea of wishing for a pregnancy is fun for you? I think that's what she's saying. Oh, my goodness. Or should we stay guarded and try to avoid major heartbreak? That one. Uh, What have others who have made it on the other side say they wish they would have done? It's an interesting question. I don't actually think I've heard that question before. Uh, Selfishly, I really want to plan out this amazing Rocky montage announcement, but then I'll be real pissed if I don't get to do it. LOL. Uh, it involves several training exercises set to Eye of the Tiger. Uh, like my waking my husband up every hour, mimicking a toddler throwing. You guys really have a whole production planned here yeah, for this, this announcement. Intense. This is insane. <laughs> uh, throwing a cup on the floor over and over again. Uh, Legos jogging to up the courthouse steps in a gray sweatsuit and beanie and raising uh my hands in the air rocky style and turn around to puke into a bag oh this is i mean it will be funny you'll have a great time making it i think it seems like a lot of work first of all yeah uh you guys help out so much you're like mr rogers neighborhood of ivf but with fewer songs and puppets you don't know how many puppets we have there's two behind me uh 
Love your super infertile neighbor, Ashley. <sighs> Ashley. <laughs> I love the concept. <laughs> Ashley, you're putting the cart before the horse. Yes. You got to get a horse first. You got to get the horse you first. Can't, you can't uh, go, I need to get this cart. Yeah. If you have no one to pull the cart. <laughs> exactly. Honey, that's a great way of putting it. And I know, it, you know, I invented that phrase, by the way, horse before the oh, you did? car before the horse. Oh. I did the, yeah, I came up with that. Oh, okay. Just right now on the fly. Cool. Thank oh, you. that's good. That's smart. You know, I know it's really tempting to go cart shopping. Yeah. You see so many fancy carts yeah. and you want one, yeah. but it's like, there's, especially when you start doing IVF, you can't. You can't put yourself in another stage no. prematurely. It's interesting. We, I think we were, we tricked ourselves the first time. And then after that, we were just like, no. Yeah. We were. We talked about names. Yeah. We touched the stove uh, yeah. when it was hot. Yes. And now we know not to touch the stove. Yes. So it is. It you is are just is. metaphor man tonight. I am metaphor man. It really comes when I'm most tired because I can't formulate my own thoughts. I have to pull thoughts from all of culture. <laughs> <laughs> And sometimes it's like searching for a needle in a haystack. Um, thank you. Thank you. I'll be here. You know I'll what? That, was, that one was the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. Now we're talking. <laughs> I have nothing. Uh, so, Ashley, yeah. Don't. Don't. Don't, don't. do that. You're only. You're, just, you're setting yeah, yourself up no for. There's no need to do it. Heart, yeah. And like why? I, I guess my other get question excited, is like. Get excited when you have to get excited. Yes. And why are you why do you want to do this so badly? Great question. You know, like, why do you want the social media? Announcement? Yeah. Why do you want the social media announcement? What is that for? Is it, is it because you want the, I can't imagine us actually doing a social media quote unquote announcement. I don't think we ever would. No, no, no. I don't know that we ever would. No. Yeah. I, I don't know. But I am also not a fan of like, I know engagement photos y- yes uh, ultrasound that pictures whole gender reveals the, like the, the I just, genre i the whole genre i just find i don't i find off-putting i agree to to you know it's a who we're t- i was talking about this yesterday with matt corley and amanda um and we were talking about someone someone had written into amanda and maria's podcast uh asking about um the fact like she was saying that she's pretty sure her boyfriend's going to propose to her when they go to on this trip should she but she wants it to be perfect and she wants to wear this dress and blah 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 blah. and i was just like i was like no yeah (laughs) you have to not don't do that yeah don't and then like my final piece of advice for her was also do not post a photo just of your hand with a ring on it yeah it's ridiculous i mean look i get wanting to share to like you want to share your joy i mean maybe ashley's just really the idea of going viral yeah maybe she wants to go mega vi but i think that is also a trap yes you know yeah i don't know i i guess i'm just i'm i'm like jaded on virality yeah well i think some years at buzzfeed you know That'll do it to you. More than half a decade there, and you're probably gonna really get tired of it. Yeah. So maybe, maybe, Ashley, listen, maybe not, this is just me. You're not a bad person for 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 thinking of this. No, kind of thing. not at all. And I, but I, but think, I just want you to not 
set yourself up for any yeah. sort of disappointment. Maybe just wait till the baby's yeah. born. And then think about it. Yeah. Maybe instead of a rocky training montage, maybe you want to do just a, 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 a <laughs> I don't know, like uh, just get J.K. Simmons to throw things at you while you're behind a drum set. Great idea. But I really thought I muted it. I apologize to everyone who's listening, uh, but Sports Center has some very important information. Let's find out what it is, everybody. Jason Tatum comes up with the steal and finishes with a vicious one-hand slam. Why do I get notifications like that? I don't know. I think ESPN sends out too many notifications. I think ESPN is a flailing, struggling behemoth that is has finally... It's it's the amount of money it pays for its live sports content and the garbage programming they do around that is finally catching up with them. Mm. It is fascinating. Their big morning show, this is sort of completely off topic, but I just was reading something about it this morning. Their big morning show is Jalen Rose and Mike uh, Greenberg and um, Michelle Beadle debuted with uh, 238,000 viewers. Oh dear, that's like a that's like a moderately successful podcast, which is down um, down twenty five percent from the previous year when they were just airing another Sports Center. Oh dear! So, uh, which is amazing because I really enjoy I really enjoy Jalen Rose and Michelle Beadle. I think they're uh, delightful uh, personalities, but boy, no one's watching it anymore. No, think about the fact that like this is completely off topic. But I want to talk about it. I'll just say this and then we'll continue. I remember like things like when yesterday when the Red Sox scored 10 runs and Xander Bogarts hit a grand slam. I remember being like, I have to turn on baseball tonight tonight to see that or see what they say on SportsCenter about it. Right. But now as soon as it happens, the video clip is on my phone and yeah. I can see it. And you can see what people are saying about it on Twitter. Well, and if I go on there, but I don't. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, anyway, that's what's happening at ESPN. Ashley, thanks for getting us there with your Rocky montage. Uh, this is from Jade. Hi, Dory Matt. It's Jade, the DBT therapist. Mm-hmm. What is DBT? Uh, decibel titties? No, I okay. don't think that's what it is. All right. Um, I am all caught up now. And while listening to episode 77, I had to write in again. I've been enjoying listening to you as I go through my own goalpost moving fertility struggle. In January, I started on letterzole to help induce ovulation. But now that my cycle is actually working, I've discovered I have a truncated luteal phase five to seven days long, which tells me I have a progesterone imbalance, but I have no way to receive treatment for the next five to six months because we live in the world that has horrible fertility care. If any listeners have any suggestions on how I can help, how I can treat slash help a luteal phase defect, I'm open to suggestions. Thanks. Two things I wanted to write in about. First, Dory, you mentioned about working on gratitude. Wait, is that the same email? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was going to address what she just said. Oh, do you want to address it? Yeah, I was just saying the egg signal's out. The egg signal's out for luteal phase defects. And I'm guaranteeing you someone has an answer. Totally. Continue. Um, okay. One thing I've found helpful is every morning in my planner where I have my to-do list before I write my daily to-dos, I write three gratitudes. I have a rule that I cannot repeat any gratitudes, which forces me to think about even the little things I'm grateful for, such as toothpaste, clean drinking water, et cetera, all the way to the large ones, my supportive partner, talking to my mom, et cetera. Having it in my planner keeps me from feeling overwhelmed with all I have to do that day. 
and reminds me to stop and appreciate everything in my life. I like that. Yeah, it is nice. Second, you mentioned at one point you wanted to learn to sew your own clothing. I have an Instagram slash YouTube recommendation called Comic Cat Creations. She mm-hmm. has great easy sewing tutorials and the clothing she makes are really cute and might be a good go-to if you wanted to start making your own clothes. I just wanted to share these with you in case you found them helpful. Sending you both well wishes from across the world. Best, Jade. I wish you were like all of a sudden decided to become a master tailor, you know, and just were able to tailor things. Like what? Like tailor your suits? Yeah, like tailor my suits, like uh, fix my jeans, you know, the whole the whole nine. The whole nine for you? Like really, just it would be so great. Well, I mean, listen, I'm I'm why your you, I'm your home repair person. That's true. Like if something is that is true funky, I'll fix it. That is true. But yet, my jeans have very baggy legs sometimes, and I don't see anyone fixing that. And I'm not going to learn how to do it. Well, I can send you to my excellent tailor, who is very reasonable. I, you know, there's this woman that I was with. Hardwick and I went to. Uh, he went shopping, so I was talking to this lady who does the alterations. So obviously we were at Gucci. Uh huh. <laughs> and the stuff that she was saying that she has done, I was just fascinated by. She was like, "You should buy a suit." I was like, well, "None of these suits fit me." She's like, "I'll make them fit." Wow! <laughs> like so confident. I was like, "What?" Yeah. Anyway, so I like. I always I like, think of her. She's I like a very nice clothes, Italian lady. I like getting clothes tailored. They just fit you just a little bit better. Oh, a lot better. I mean, all my suits. Yeah. Are tailored, thanks to the various shows I do. I had Galena take the straps of this jumpsuit up a little bit. Did that were, help you? They were falling down. Did that help you? Sure did. Oh. Guys, treat yourself to the six to twelve dollar tailoring. Yeah, it's like it makes such a difference. <laughs> yeah. Like think about a pair of pants that you buy for sixty dollars, let's say, and you put another ten dollars into it and you're gonna wear those pants so much more. Five times more than yeah. you would have. No, it's true. I'm a big fan. Um I'm gonna play voicemail. Let's hear it. Okay. No, oh, we can't hear it because I, <laughs> I, I don't, uh, I don't have the volume up anywhere near close to actually on. So hang on one second, and I'm okay. going to turn the volume up just a hair. Okay, and go great. ahead and hit play. Okay. I did it. I paused. I couldn't. I couldn't help it. This is Sabrina, and I'm calling from uh, Pennsylvania. And this April second podcast was the most real thing for me ever. The fight and the phone, being on the phone all the time and not mm-hmm. wanting to do things the other person wants to do. And it was like you were in my marriage showing me what I do with my husband. It was crazy. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> but I will say, as someone who does have ADD and has had it my entire life, diagnosed at the age of 12, that personally I think a lot of mad stuff are ADD type things. And I know, at least for our marriage, that my husband learning more about ADD, reading up on the ADD Reddit page, things like that has really helped us to communicate better and for him to understand some of my quirks about things. So, Dory, that might help you out a little bit. But I think that the biggest thing is compromise, you know? Anyway, I just had to Good call advice. because I think it's great. I love that you guys are just being real. And I love the podcast. And thanks so much. Bye. Thank you for calling us from Pennsylvania. Thank you, Sabrina. We're very real. 
I actually would like to learn more about ADD. I don't think she would, guys. No, I would. She's just saying that. No, I would. Like hate you for no, calling. No, I really That's what would. She does. I like understanding people and why they do the things they do. Yeah, but if it's not fake science, you're not into it. Like a love language. Oh my god, that is so rude. <laughs> Uh, listen, I'm really hopeful about this movie situation. I'm, I know I'm probably gonna have to slog through some real garbage on my end, <gasps> like for, 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 for my wife's uh, sake to, to watch these movies that she wants to watch. Oh my god! But you I think what so I'm most rude. excited about is the fact that she'll actually get to see some decent movies that she wouldn't <laughs> otherwise have given a chance. <laughs> so I feel that way about you. Oh, I disagree. Mm. So far. Listen, uh, I'm not upset that I watched Pump Up the Volume. And now it's in my head, and now I have that cultural reference that no one else seems to have. Was that a successful movie? It was a cult. It was. A, it was like. Yeah, I guess my question to you is like, like how much of a cultural touchstone is it? Yes, it's not as big a cultural touchstone as like a Heather's, right? Um, but is Heather's uh, next on the Dory Shafrir viewing party? I think it lists? probably should be. Yeah, you got to get through these. You got to get through like the the real classics, yeah. and then we start watching things like the screener of the Florida Project. Well, I already watched that. I, oh. That's that's not like that's not like a thing. It's a, I think Flor- the Florida Project is an amazing movie. Yeah, but there's a lot of things on my list before that that i would like you to watch like what is another one like have you ever even seen like say anything yes I, i've done because john mahoney is I've in, it? in my time <laughs> okay no i was i'm, I'm a big uh, uh cusack fan oh because of high fidelity yes yeah all right okay well then i don't have to make you watch say anything and um k-pax no, sorry, he's not in K-Fax. What's the one he's... Oh, God, I watched it in the theater where the boy's from Mars. Like, the boy... The, he thinks The kid thinks he's from Mars. It's like that and K-Pax are like the same movie to me. Hmm. Anyway. I don't know. Doesn't... Point is, thank you for the call. And, uh, yes. Dory, read more about ADD. Because I haven't. I mean, maybe we should <laughs> both... Can, maybe we should both read more about you, ADD. Uh, you can digest it for me. That'd be great. Um. All right. Should we, uh, we pause for station identification? We should pause for station identification. This is a uh, happy Harry hard on. <laughs> uh, and in uh, in this movie, everyone loves listening to someone masturbate. Well, like they cannot like, so, they're like, this is wild. Well, it's so transgressive. It's so weird. Don't you love how they just, how they like, they they hold the they they hold the phone up to the radio as though the other person doesn't have the radio. <laughs> well, you know, you have to be in a certain range of his signal. Oh, uh, so they might. So not that's have been why in they range. were doing that. Mm. Boy, honey, it's a good thing we watched this together. I can't believe I have to explain plot details of a movie you've seen nine hundred times. Mm. Okay, okay, guys, it's time for uh, station ID. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, the stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Um, I'm going to read an email <clears throat> from Anna. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go with him. Mm-hmm. So Anna says, this is going Anna. to sound really cheesy, mm-hmm. but it worked mm-hmm. for me and my husband. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, I like a cheesy suggestion. While we were going through fertility treatment slash adoption wait, we felt a bit disconnected and I felt like our weekends were being spent ignoring each other while I binged Netflix and he played video games. I love this weekend so far. Go ahead. <laughs> I was reading a novel at the time where the two characters play this sort of game where they each have to pick something to do together based on the letter of the alphabet. Okay. They did this every weekend. This is cheesy. For a year. But continue. My husband and I decided to put all the letters of the alphabet in a jar. 
<laughs> but there's there's so you'd have to go through the alphabet twice. And we took turns randomly picking a letter from the jar and finding activity for the letter. Honey, it's time for xylophone lessons. Oh, <laughs> bung, bung, bung. it is an extremely cheesy idea. We felt like such dorks doing it, but it forced us to find interesting things to do instead of going out to eat at the same restaurant down the street for the 50th time. We weren't super faithful to it. We didn't do it every single weekend, but it helped us spend more time together doing interesting things. And we always tried to choose things that the other would like to do. Mm. Eventually we stopped doing it, but the jar is still there. And when we feel like we're falling into a slump again, we talk about going back to the jar, but instead usually find an activity we can do together that weekend. Now with our daughter and it brings us back to feeling more together. It isn't perfect. For example, our Z trip ended in a huge fight. What did they do for the Z trip? She doesn't say. Oh, it must have been a zoo. The zoo. Right? It must have been a zoo. <laughs> but it definitely helped us feel more together without having to find a joint hobby. Or Zuma. Maybe they went to Zuma Beach. Or maybe they went to Zumba. Oh. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. Mm-hmm. I like it. Maybe they went to Zion National Park. Oh, that is... Maybe they went to Zimbabwe. Maybe they went to Zizix Road on the 15. That starts with an X. Isn't it X? It is X. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. So many things, guys. <laughs> so we many just had We just had fun guessing what they did. Oh, maybe they went to Dr. Zizmore. I don't think that would count. It would start with a D. Mm, fair. All right. Uh, Anna also says she stopped the podcast to write this and hi to Bo. Oh, Bo says hi back. Hi, Bo. Um, I'm going to play another voicemail okay let's hear it i have to go to target hi man dory this is rebecca from uh northern massachusetts i tell you the town but you probably have never heard of it let's just say i'm i'm near salem um i'm i, I was just listening salem, to you, hang on an episode Pause it. actually does she name does she mean if she's in northern massachusetts she's near salem she's near salem new hampshire if she she's near say. salem new hampshire girl I have driven through there nine million times. I spent many a time at Canopy Lake Park. Salem is next to Dracut and Tingsboro. And I can nail the city you're in. You should have just said it, Rebecca. Rebecca, what if, what if she I was in Salem, you, Massachusetts? Then I can. How would you be in northern Massachusetts and be next to Salem, Massachusetts? But also, you know what? Fine. Maybe it's Peabody. Maybe it's Danvers. I can nail that, too. She doesn't think we've heard of Peabody? I'm so confused. I, I, Rebecca, you need to call back up right now and say the town. Maybe she meant Linfield. I know Linfield. Linfield's very nice. It is very nice. Very I had some athletic. friends from camp there. Well, my English teacher lived in Linfield. And I was like, that's too fancy for you to be living in Linfield. <laughs> It always was weird because Lynn, you know, Lynn, Lynn is not fancy. And then Lynn Field is like, is, yeah, buckle up. It's like uh, Hartford and West Hartford. Lynn, by the way, everyone has a rhyme. It's Lynn, Lynn, the city of sin. You never come out the way you went, you went in. in. That's the beauty of that's that's the fun of Lynn. Lynn Lawrence and Lowell. <laughs> yeah. The <laughs> L's your, really got the, uh, the short the end shaft. of the stick. Lemonsta. That's fine. Anyway, continue Rebecca's <laughs> voicemail. We had to pause it because your argument about um, lack of shared hobbies together was very strikingly familiar um, really in my, people, huh? my marriage um, with my husband. Um, spoiler, we're separated, but we're still best friends. So, you know, it's, one of, it's, it's complicated, basically. But the issue was 
we had very little shared interests between us. And, um, and you know, we're, we're both nerds, so we, we love video games and such. But aside from that, not not much else. What else is there? And, you know, I, I kind of took on the, the mad role of being, you know, really resistant to doing anything and not really uh, offering any suggestions on what to do. And uh, and my husband is, was more in the Dory role of, you know, keep on suggesting things and just getting shot down and, you know, it just caused a lot of friction. Pew, pew. And, um, you know, I, I just I hate to see you guys argue about it um, because, you know, it's, it's a really important issue. I don't really have too much in the way of, um, you know, fixes, but one idea I did have was once a uh, one night a week you uh, watch a movie and Matt will play will sh- um, play one movie that he wants Dory to wa- wants Dory to watch and Dory and then the next Rebecca, week Dory will play. This is a great plan. Uh, We're already implementing it. Matt to watch and you know you can just go back and forth and you know just. Leave your phones in in another room. Whoa! Did you listen to Rebecca's voice? Yeah, I'm, first? I'm with Matt. Um, I might have seen you know, the transcript. You don't really need to be on the phone during you a movie. Don't. I mean, you don't. Rebecca's right. I know. Twitter isn't that old. I mean, there was a time when yeah, when Wait, you watched a movie without. I'm Twitter, with you. So I'm on board. Yeah, I, but it's I know, like I, I left the phone in my room. I, um, I. But anyway, <laughs> I love the podcast. No, I'm like into this Rebecca doing, point. And uh, keep it up. All right, bye. Like before 2007, I feel like people just watched movies. Yes. Like the most I would do while watching something is have a guitar in my lap. Yeah. Which is, I think, okay. No, she's right. It's crazy. And now I have to dial it back. You do. And And I'm, you know, it's good though, because like in the hour and a half that it takes you to watch the movie, it's two hours and 10 minutes in some cases. By the way, I want to say something. Amazon said, like, I was like, oh, I should buy the Thor Ragnarok Blu-ray. And they're like, buy this digital version for $20 with the special features. And I was like, oh, well, great. What I really wanted to hear was Taika Waititi's uh, director's commentary. And then I listened, I watched it, and it doesn't have the director's commentary. (gasps) Oh, it, was and a, it was $20. It was a bait and switch. It was $20. It, it just a, has it has some deleted scenes in the documentary that was on the DVD, but not the time. I was like I was very upset. And then a, I bought the and then I bought the Blu-ray. Oh my god, they really got you. Uh, boy. Anyway, thank you Rebecca for that. Please wow. tell us where you're from. Yeah, we we Maybe you're to- from Drake and you go to Scola's restaurant. I like Scola's. <laughs> Maybe she's from like Newburyport. Do you know what is the thing that happens all the time in Massachusetts, but as a meal that I never see out here. What? Chicken, broccoli, and ziti. Oh. I feel like I never see chicken, broccoli, ziti out here. With but I feel cheese? Like, yeah, Alfredo. Yeah. Do we? I feel like... Yeah. I feel like that's huh. such a New England dish for some reason. Well, there's not as many like like pizza slash pasta, like cheap places. You know, like at every pizza place in Massachusetts, mm-hmm. you can also get like a baked ziti yeah, and true. a sub. Yeah. And I feel like that's not the case here. Yeah. Oh, you know what? The North, the, what's the name of the place? 
There's a place in the little plaza next to the Beverly Center, across the street from the Beverly Center, on the west side of La Cienega. Uh, on the west side of La Cienega? West side of La Cienega, on 3rd and La Cienega. Oh, yeah. Okay, I know where you're talking that about. That little pizza yep. joint. We, I used to order there constantly. Did they? Constantly. They would, baked we would order just meatballs from them. Like oh, they'd bring fun. over a, a, a party tray of meatballs. Yum. <laughs> that would be what I'd eat. Um, all right. So I'm not going to read this whole email, but this other person suggests um, trading TV show times. So he gets one episode of Star uh, Trek and I get an episode of Dawson's Creek. I'd have to like watching television for that to work. Mm. Like I'm not going to subject Dory through a season three episode of Star Trek The Next Generation that I have to watch for... <laughs> the podcast and I also i don't watch television that much the only show i've watched recently has been the prophet yeah marcus limonis all right I, I i feel good about our movie exchange i i can't tell you how excited i am you are excited. because you just never I, I never thought it would be possible to get you to just watch a fucking movie well guess what guess what it is it's a new day without having to like here's it's a the thing new day. i could get you to watch a movie if i had if we left the house and it's went a to new a movie day. theater but since that's not happening because of you well i would like to see the new avengers film All that's right. coming out uh pretty soon but that's why i want to want you to watch thor ragnarok okay you know that'll be our movie this week i don't know if black Panther's going to be out before that for home purchases i don't think it is it just came out in the theater it just passed titanic Holy shit balls. I know. Um, all right. This is from Chris. And he had some thoughts about our hobby oh, differences. Is, this, is Chris the one that called me comic book guy? Uh, from The Simpsons? Yes. Uh, yeah. Do I you want to read this? Very, I was being very that guy. <laughs> and I, you know, when he said it, I was like, he's got me. That, that's totally correct. Well, because he is, he is a nerd. Uh, rule number one, Matt, on being a nerd is being inclusive. We have enough Simpsons comic book guys running around shitting on casual fans of things. Uh, so cut it out, bro. He got me. He nailed me. Yeah. Uh, Dory may not be a super fan of Bond, Fraser, Cheers, etc., but that's okay. Uh, not everyone should be judged upon how many crossover actors they can name between Cheers and TNG. Now he must listen to Star Trek The Next Conversation because I'm constantly being quizzed on that by Andy. Uh, Also, I know you would agree not all Bond movies are great and the vast majority of them are too long by at least 30 minutes. You're right. Uh, The time you spend fast forwarding through a Bond movie, you do it on... It's on record on a bonding episode. Oh, In fact, when we were watching Spectre, you fast forwarded through like 20 minutes of it. I fast forward through 20 minutes of establishing shots. As I said, and listen to the Thunderball episode, which I think comes out next week or the week after. I liked that movie so much more because I was skimming through the fucking underwater scenes. Uh, it's the same time Dory may be checking her phone. The amount of time of fast forwarding is what he's saying. The fact that someone's wife is willing to watch them at all is good enough for most men. <laughs> she was willing to watch it because we had to do the podcast. Uh, I know you mentioned uh, inclusivity up top, but I wanted to run that home again. I've had uh, issues relating to my wife's interests and hobbies. It always works out better when I'm super positive. My wife tends to be hypersensitive when I'm introducing her to a new game show or movie because she doesn't want to encroach on my territory. I Listen, Dory, Dory is welcome on my territory. I just need her to be as into the territory as me. <laughs> but he, that's exactly what he's saying i know <laughs> i'm a big gamer my wife doesn't really see the appeal of video games we first got married first bridge shooters weren't really her thing but she got super into justice too 
I don't think you liked me playing Injustice 2. That's the fighting game where you're Why fighting where Batman video games like so violent beat up Batman and Superman. And here's the other thing. I have expressed a desire to play certain types of video games. I have the game by the way that we th- I think we can get through. And I do you like Back to the Future at all? The movie? Yes. Yeah. I have the Telltale game, Back to the Future, the game, mm-hmm. which is story based mm-hmm. and like you like look around the room for things mm, yeah I like, that. To, like find yeah. Doc, doc brown's like lost in time and you have to okay. find him. all right i like a quest so i was like oh maybe this is and i haven't even opened it yet but it's been sitting over there for Honey. a while and i was like maybe dory would be into that i like a quest so yeah anyway uh don't ex- you can't expect dory to sit down f- to watch from russia with love if you won't watch pump up the volume in return well, guess what oh boy <laughs> point boils down to this find common ground and start from a shared hobby for example matt likes gaming and dory probably won't like call of duty so find something less fast-paced and racist teenager filled to play together it's true a couple of guys on there i've seen have their gamer tag be maga cool <laughs> and didn't someone call you a fag oh of course they did Ugh. i think they did i don't know if he was talking to me i just heard the mic this open mic anyway uh and that's from chris P.S. Matt, I reminded Andy you owe him Mastro's trip, but he's probably too nice to say anything. Andy is not too nice to say anything about me owing him something. Uh, yeah, I gotta get his. I gotta get him a steak. Maybe I'll take him uh, him out to the Mastro's by the sea. That's so romantical. We try to be romantic here on this podcast. Uh, okay, this is uh, this email has some girth here. I'm gonna read it. Here we go. Wait, should we condense it? No, I will read it. All right. Uh, this is from Gina. Hi there. I just wanted to say thanks for the podcast. I found it on Spotify three weeks ago. What? Okay. The, I don't understand this because then I went to look for it on Spotify and it was not there. So I don't know very if she meant another app or if it somehow was on Spotify or what's maybe because she spotify, stitcher yeah spotify is very like weird about which podcast they will put on spotify and they like don't have a lot of podcasts i don't know why you'd even want to be on there you won't have access to those numbers mm. so it's not great plus mm. they probably take it and host it themselves and then mm. like stitcher does i don't even want to get into that but anyway forever 35 is on stitcher uh honey that's great uh, I think Excellent Adventures on Stitcher yes, too. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. So I put it there. Okay. <laughs> so it's Star Trek: Next Conversation. Uh, I have to say that I didn't know who the two of you were when I started listening. Oh wow! But have since begun following other podcasts. You're great. I truly appreciate the honest dialogue and banter. It's refreshing to listen to something that doesn't feel scripted in today's world of perfect social media p- posts and pictures. Oh, we are not scripted and we are not perfect. And we also aren't great at social media. Well, Dory's better at it than I am. I spent 10 months doing IUIs before my husband, uh, with my husband before we had our little girl. While I w- wasn't in the same boat as the two of you, I can empathize with your emotional roller coaster that is trying to get pregnant. Feeling like your body's a little broken because you can't seem to get pregnant. The anxiety that comes with it all uh, going. The first trimester was brutal, full of doubt, second-guessing whether it would stick. The hellish ride that is fertility treatment does, thankfully, take a back seat, though, when your child is placed in your arms by whenever, whatever means they got there. Adoption, IVF, sperm, donor eggs or sperm, etc. 
My husband is transgender, female to male, and we had to use a donor sperm for our first child. We'd like to have a second child, and the ride I was used to, IUIs, is about to change a bit. We're going to see if his eggs are still viable to use with our donor sperm, with me essentially being the surrogate. Oh, that's a fun way to include everybody. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, there's also, there's so little data on this process that we really aren't sure what to expect. Are there any experts out there? There probably are. Egg signal and sperm signal going out. Uh, my husband really wants to give it a go, though, even though it means coming off of his own hormone treatments for a few months. We've had um, a couple of people write in about this specific thing, right? Yes. But no one who, I don't think we have had anyone who has done it. It was people asking mm. about it. Is this is this an unheard of egg? Is this an unanswered I, egg signal? I don't think it's unheard of in the world, but I think on this I mean not podcast, unheard of unanswered egg signal. Yeah, I, I can't remember, but it's very rare. If you have if you have experience with this, um, oh, and we heard from a nurse practitioner, remember, yes. who had a lot, who had trans patients. Yeah, um, but I don't think we have actually heard from anyone trans who has gone through this. Mm, interesting. Okay, so. Uh, that signal is out. Uh, listening to your podcast has been great and helping me visualize some form of the process we'll be going through. So thank you for that. I'm sending you all the positive energy. I can hope, uh, that you'll feel a virtual hug and know that your listeners are there for your ups and downs. Oh, the downs. <laughs> and we'll collectively celebrate, uh, your success with this journey. Uh, PS Matt, I started following your Instagram uh, and I have to say, you're incredibly hard on your self-image. <laughs> I did say this email was girthy. Body positive, body positivity is hard to come by in LA. Live there, done that. But try to find things you love about yourself and celebrate them. Yes, working out and uh, and healthful changes are great for you. But self-care isn't only physical. The people around you love you and know for you who you are in this moment today. No need to impress anyone else. Sending. Uh, you an extra big hug because sometimes being a partner is hard and your feelings about this process aren't as validated uh, or even brought up stresses stress of finance the walking on eggshells around ovulation periods and moods etc my husband felt it hard and we talk about it now but didn't then we should have xoxo uh thank you for that email gina you Uh, are harder on yourself uh well you know i think it's from the la- the picture i posted of kamala and i where i talked about the t-shirt i was wearing and how fat i looked in the t-shirt Aww. uh wait i'm gonna play a voicemail okie dokie have that voicemail chugging along hey matt and dory i am pausing the podcast um after hearing you talk about um possibly matt going to overeaters anonymous i think that's a fantastic idea um, I have a friend who's currently going to it with her mom. So I guess they're not terribly anonymous, but she yeah. um, has gotten a lot out of going to those meetings. And I feel like she has a much more positive relationship with food now. Um, and she loves her sponsor. And it's it's been a really good experience for her. I don't know if that would be the same for Matt, but I'm definitely going to give that recommendation. Um, also, on the first part of your podcast today, um, when you guys were working through your issues, um, the only thing I could think about is how when I was a little kid at camp, whenever we had a problem with someone, they made us use our I statements. And there was this song about it um, from the Mosaic Project. No, it was from somewhere else. No, maybe it was. It was really <laughs> annoying. 
Um, but it was like, you got to use my I statements. And, you know, listening to what you guys were working through with all of the you statements, it was, it was kind of discouraging. Like, I know you guys are trying to work through your stuff, but, um, trying to use the cheesy I statement format may, uh, may help you guys laugh through some of those disagreements a little bit more. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Listen, I don't want to watch movies when you're on your phone. I like that. Yeah. Uh, nothing's too cheesy for this podcast, everybody. <laughs> We're like a big hunk of Swiss cheese. Uh, this is from Jolie. Hi, Matt, Dorian, Bo. I stopped the episode to write in about Matt's comment regarding starting up a workout routine again. Oh, buckle up, everybody. Remember last week when I said I was going to go on Monday? I didn't. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, I love fitness and considering going into a fitness as a career. Fitness is the one thing that keeps me sane. Whenever I take some time off, I always seem to get into a really bad place in my life. Me too. So from personal experience, getting back on the workout wagon can be life-saving. I am all too familiar with starting again dilemma. So I wanted to give Matt some advice. Most recent experience was starting up my routine again about a month ago. I had to take close to four months off. That's way too long. So you can imagine starting again was not easy. My first piece of advice I have to take, I have is take a pre-workout. This has seriously changed the game for me. Once you take that pre-workout, there is no going back. What is a pre-workout? What is a pre-workout? I don't know. I didn't write the scene. Take a pre-workout. This has seriously changed the game for me. Can you look it up? So even if you're not feeling, my feeling like working out, you now have no choice. I'm so confused. Uh, my second piece of advice is start slow. Start with three days a week for the first month. If you push yourself too hard, you'll set yourself up for failure. I also do not work out on Mondays. I've tried for a very long time to start my workout day on Monday and failed again and again. Tuesdays are now the day I start my workout for the week, and it's much easier for me to stay on track. I like that. I'm sort of not because Mondays are pre-workout is apparently a supplement. It's like a protein supplement. Oh, is that what you mean, Jolie? Jolie, are you selling pre-supplement <laughs> a pre-workout for some sort of uh, multi-level <laughs> marketing situation? <laughs> Uh, thirdly, spread your workout throughout the week. Trying to cram it into three consecutive days typically doesn't work very well. Your muscles do not get enough time in between workouts to heal. In addition, you would give yourself uh, too much time between workouts. It's hard to go back to the gym. For example, workout on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You have four days until the next workout the following Tuesday. It's so much easier. It's so much free time. My sweet spot is Tuesday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Uh, Three-day-a-week thing sounds like almost enough. Uh, combine both weights and cardio. I, yeah, I get that. Don't do too much of one. It's not sustainable over a long period of time. You want both strength and endurance to have a balanced lifestyle. Lastly, try to keep your workout to an hour. 30 minutes of weight training, 30 minutes of cardio. You typically won't need more than this per day. Sorry for the long email. Didn't expect it to be so long. I hope it helps. Podcast. Uh, I love the podcast. Good luck with your baby-making journey. Jolie. Thank you, Jolie. Um... Uh, more more of this here we go this is from eric hi matt and dory my name is eric i live in seattle i'm not an ivf participant but i'm a nerdist and star trek fan i started listening to you through those podcasts i'm writing about the idea of starting a workout again specifically running matt you said you didn't know where to begin on the gym the thing about cardio is that it's not about distance but time and effort 
The measurement for effort is your overall heart rate. So I can't recommend highly enough getting yourself a heart rate monitor. Shoot for a heart rate around 85% of your max to ensure for a good calorie burn. I think you are about the same age as me, so that's about 160 beats per minute. This uh, will also improve your conditioning, which men, which in men reduces belly full of fat around the organs, so you feel better about that too. Do that for at least 20 minutes, but 30 plus is better if possible. Don't worry about the speed. You already know you are working at the level your body can do at the moment. Speed will come with time and weight loss. Other tips, in case you're interested. If you can lift weights after running, you will further add to your calorie burn. Studies show that lifting weights actually burns more calories than running because you continue to burn for hours after working out. Uh, also, you will add muscle, which will help you burn further calories in the future. Make sure you eat at least 1,500 calories a day. Otherwise, your body will starve. This is the problem because it sacrifices muscle uh, and fat. Uh, cooking at home has turned out to be critical for us. Restaurant takeout food is terrible, if not in moderation. We've become connoisseurs of weeknight turkey burgers, chicken dishes, boneless pork chops, and paired with a mound of veggies. Snacking has become less of an issue now, too as I don't want to sabotage the hard work I'm putting into the gym. The desire has now just completely faded with me. I could go on for quite a while, but this email seems long enough already. Know that we're cheering for you, and if you want any help or advice, I can give you. feel free to respond. Best of luck. Thank you for that, Eric. I used to run so much. Yeah, how do you feel about getting back into it? Into running? I don't know. Sometimes, like, lately when, I've, like, when I'm dressed like this and I go outside, my body's like, oh, we should work out we should go do like it feels like so why don't you do that uh here's you know it's interesting you say this right Bo slows me down when i'm out with him Mm -hmm. and i also feel bad if i go do an hour and a half or two hour walk without him Mm. i feel like i'm wasting the time by not walking with him. I think you got to get over that i know but it's hard i know it's like but literally that's the i sort of like figured that out a couple weeks ago that okay. that was how i was feeling okay because i was like man i used to walk for so much i used to walk all the time i used to walk everywhere i used to walk two three hours a day just walking yeah and now i don't because i feel bad because him and then when i'm walking with him it's like i'm we might as well be 900 years old i know the amount of sniffing well that's that's why you have to get on the dory walking program yeah all if, right if you walk him like i walk him it's much faster. Well, we can't all be as good as Dory. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like our trainer taught us a very specific way to walk him that you do I not feel, subscribe to. I feel that Bo likes it when I take him for walks. I also think he likes it when you take him for walks. I think he likes variety. <laughs> I think you have no idea what Bo actually thinks. No one does. I don't think he knows. <laughs> but I think consistency. I think, he, I think I think consistency is more important than us I know. trying to, you know, divine what is going through his brain. I think he thinks he can really catch the squirrel. He does think that. He never will. He never will. But he thinks he can. He sure does. Uh, okay, honey, you're supposed to play the Alan Carr voicemail. Oh. Did he call in? No. No. Oh, oops, sorry. Hold on. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Hey guys, it's Mariah. I've called a million times before. I'm the one that uh, never has anything to do with IVF because I am 23. But anyways, my boyfriend, I um, I just wanted to let you know, um, this is mostly to Matt, but my boyfriend works in a substance abuse facility and to uh, build rapport with some of the clients, he'll sit outside sometimes and just chain smoke with them. And he's not a very heavy smoker. He, He mostly vapes. Um, but nicotine is sort of in control of his life. And he asked me, uh, funny enough, to to shame him. Those were his words, shame <laughs> him for smoking. And I was like, you know what? It's time. I will do you one better. I'm going to go on Amazon and order the easy way to quit smoking right now. And so I did, and it's going to be delivered on Tuesday. Oh, and man. I'm really excited and uh yeah. yeah, thanks for He's um, gonna stop. turning me on to the book, and I hope it works. All right, bye, guys. Follow-up email, uh, follow-up voicemail us. I want to know how that turns out for him. I would also, if he doesn't feel like reading it, honestly, I would say just get it on Audible, and then he can listen to it. It's four and a half hours long. Uh, Dora, you're looking at me confused. Oh, because I didn't see that you had put these over here. I see. I'm going to read this email from Sarah. Okie dokie. Uh, she was prompted to email us because of your endorsement of... Alan Carr's easy way to stop smoking. Who was writing? What? Sarah wrote in because you mentioned Alan Carr. Oh, is she not like him? No. Well, let's hear it. I have struggled with my weight my entire life. Oh, was, that weight loss book of his is fucking horrible. Well, I listened to the whole it thing. It helped Sarah. I was at the point where weight loss surgery seemed like the only chance I had to slim down because of Matt's success with the smoking cessation book. I decided to listen to the weight loss one, and boy, am I glad I did. This is crazy. Uh, Sarah, I don't get it. Continue. It has only been 11 days since I implemented the changes that Alan Carr suggests, and I have more energy, am less hungry, and I'm pretty sure I've lost over 10 pounds. Wow. The part that resonated with me the most is his emphasis on eating as much fruit as you like. He says fruit is packed with nutrients, easy to digest, and humans instinctually prefer it as evidenced by an infant's first solid food of choice. I have never much liked fruit and actually prided myself on that because I saw it as added carbs and sugar. Now I'm eating Alan's suggestion of an all fruit breakfast. I've rekindled my love of grapefruit. I'm excited to be making new and colorful fruit salad combinations. And most importantly, I feel great. Oh, you've listened to it more than I did. I think I can't remember if you said you had read or listened to the weight loss book as well, but if not, you should take your own advice and dive in. Oh boy. The book and the accompanying hypnotherapy session. Oh, right. Yeah. That also is audible available. And I didn't listen to it because I was driving. (laughs) have been game changers for me and I'm only a little over a week in. I can't thank you enough for the suggestion. Um, That's uh, a listen. I'm glad it's working for you, Sarah. And she says, good luck with your conversation with Dr. Beck sending baby vibes from a now more energetic fruit, crazy birth and postpartum doula. When we were in, when we were doing whole 30, you know, the amount of fruit we were eating was crazy. Yeah. And, And that really worked. Yeah. Should we do that again? No. I'm really on a food acceptance journey. You're doing right a now. great. You're doing a great job with your whole like. 
I'm not hungry. Yeah. And then your whole like, I am hungry. Yeah. That's it's a listen. I think you're doing a great job. Thank you. Thank you. I, I mean, uh, even Andy Secunda was like, have you lost weight? Well, you know, when the Secunda from down under comes in <laughs> and throws it in, he's like, <laughs> you're getting a compliment from him. That's really something. Um, yeah, I mean, we gotta, I'll figure this out. I got to figure this out. Am I rubbing off on you at all? No. I mean, that's really actually a f- big focus of the Alan Carr book, too, is the whole like listening to your body and knowing when you're actually hungry and not hungry. Here's my issue. It's deeper than this, I think. I... You know, like the other day when I went to um, Trader Joe's and saw the cake, and I was like, I should try this cake. And then I ate almost the entire cake. Yeah. You know, granted, it was through the course of a day, but it was, and it's not, you know, before we all throw our hands up in the air, I think it was like a six inch cake. It wasn't a giant cake. Like, it wasn't like a full sheet cake or anything, which I could do. I'm sure I could do that if I wanted to do that. I mean, I do want to do that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was good cake, though. Was it because you felt like... Highly recommend the party cake from Trader Joe's. <laughs> I think, well, I think part of the issue is when when something is in front of you, you have trouble stopping. Yes. One hundred thousand percent. So that over... Although, although when, I, when we were on Whole30 and I would go to poker, I was fine. Yeah, because you had a rule. What was the rule? The rule was you couldn't eat any of that stuff. Yeah. You couldn't start eating it. Right. I think if you had started, you would have eat it, eaten. I would have eaten it all. Eat it at all. Anyway, guys, we're going to get through this uh, together. That's part of the journey. Um. All right. Are you ready for this email from Mitchell? I hope so. Because he has a lot to say about Disney World. Mitchell, <clears throat> speaking my language. Let's do it. Mandory, mm-hmm. I'm sure you've all been waiting eagerly for an email wondering what Walt Disney World's tagline is. I have. And while you are correct that Disneyland is the happiest place on Earth, the Magic Kingdom's tagline is the most magical place on Earth. Aha! Which might seem like a knock against the wizarding world of Harry Potter at Universal Studios, but has actually been branded that since Walt Disney World opened in 1971. Yes. The entirety of the Walt Disney Resort property used to be known as the Vacation Kingdom of the World. (laughs) What a weird thing. But the Walt Disney Company hasn't really marketed that tagline in a long while. The once again, way too serious Disney fan who also happens to listen to an IVF podcast, Mitchell in Arkansas. And then he immediately wrote back. Oh, Mitchell. Thank and you. said, okay, I wasn't expecting to be back so soon, but you, <laughs> you had to bring up the bane of my existence. I'm listening. Which is none other yeah. than AJ <laughs> and the Disney food blog. Oh, you're speaking my language. The Disney food blog is at one of my favorite theme park podcasts. Shout out to the e-ticket report mm-hmm. would call pixie snorters. I did not realize that's amazing by the way I, I did not realize there was of course there are disney podcasts Come i didn't on. really think about it i think this is a theme park podcast i don't know if this is specifically disney. i got invited to go on uh theme park the podcast did you go uh i emailed back yeah i've got of course i'm gonna go okay. that. that sounds amazing good 
Pixie Snorters are a byproduct of the Disney World PR slash marketing slash media relations team mm-hmm. that rewards blogs, podcasts, fan sites, etc. that only sing the praises of the vacation kingdom of the world. Mm. Disney World is known for inviting even the smallest of blogs, podcasts, and fan sites if they won't criticize anything while not inviting huge, objective, unbiased media groups to free media cruises, dining events, and special hard tickets events. Mm-hmm. Due to this nonsense, it's somewhat difficult to find objective, unbiased reviews of all things related to the most magical place on Earth. The Disney Food Blog was recently criticized by other reputable bloggers. Really? For throwing away food at the Epcot Flower and Garden Festival after taking pictures of said food for her reviews, then immediately throwing it away without even tasting it. Uh, oh, <gasps> I was wondering if it was just to like not be eating all that food, which sounds insane also. Thank you for listening to my rant, but I'll agree with you on Chef Mickey's breakfast. Chef Mickey's lunch and dinner get horrible reviews from most Disney fan sites, but my little family loves Chef Mickey's for breakfast. Breakfast over there gets a bad rap from those other meals of the day. Uh, yeah, I gotta say, it's hands down my favorite breakfast I've ever had in Disney. Anyway, let me know next time y'all are headed down to the most magical place on Earth slash vacation kingdom of the world, and I'll let you know where to find the reputable Disney food reviews. Thank you. The here we go again, way too serious Disney fan who also happens to listen to an IVF podcast, Mitchell in Arkansas. Mitchell, thank you again for writing in. I just want to get to the bottom of this firecracker shrimp. <laughs> you know, the the Disney Food Black does have some videos that are like the worst. She There were some worst videos, yes. as I recall. Yeah. So it's not 100% positive. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm but just it's, saying. I think it's 88% positive. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, all right. Ugh. This is from Mary. She's, Myra? No. Oh. She's from Indy, she says. Mm-hmm. Uh, just wanted to say, Dory, I hear you. I wash my hair every day. If I don't, my hair gets like flat at first and then greasy. I've tried the every other day thing. It just doesn't work for me. I don't think it will kill us. Life is too short to not like your hair. Thank you, Mary. You get me. (laughs) Also, Matt, a concert ukulele is another name for an alto. Oh. So tuned the same unless you're in Canada. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Um, All right. This is from Quincy. This is another uh, shower uh, email. I love a shower email. I had to write in, de- in defense of Matt not showering every day. Yeah. Since y'all live in all LA, you must understand how dry your skin gets sometimes with the desert air. I live in Montana, which isn't as temperate a climate, but we are also quite dry. Right now, I currently shower once a week. Oh, Quincy. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Just once. I wash my face slightly more frequently, but my hair only needs to be washed once a week. Otherwise, it turns into a frizzy mess. The rest of my body is just fine, too, as I don't need tons of lotion to keep my skin hydrated. It gets a while to get to this point, at least a few years of me slowly cutting back my frequency of showers. And guess what? My hair has never been in better condition. My skin is fine and I don't smell because I use deodorant. I'll shower more come summer to prevent swamp ass. Yeah, you don't want swamp ass. <laughs> but bass. even then, it will only be every few days. Save on your water bill, cut back on the showers and use some dry shampoo. Keep doing what you're doing, Quincy. P.S. I'm female if you need to use pronouns. <laughs> we don't, but thanks, Quincy. Yeah. Um, I feel like if I had a bidet... I might shower less day frequently. Day by day. Yeah. Because uh, I feel like I get swamp ass like pretty quickly. Uh, I mean, sometimes I just am overpowered by the 
my armpits. Sometimes I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah. It's time for me to hop in that shower. Yeah. And sometimes you just got to do it. So, and sometimes my wife just goes, you need to take a shower. And then I go, all right. <laughs> you all, to your credit, whenever I'm like, you have to take a shower, you do immediately get in the shower. Yeah. It's, well, it's like, all right. I mean, <laughs> it's not like I don't like showering. <laughs> It's like, it's just like, oh, you know, it's like reminding me that I have to go pick up my prescription, which I keep asking her to remind me to do. Okay. We've been recording. I a know. Podcast. I understand that. But I feel, I really feel like I'm going to forget. Now, thank you everyone for participating in today's show. Uh, and if you would like to help us more and participate even more, we have bonus episodes we do on Patreon. And those podcasts are great because we take questions from our Patreon listeners and we answer them and they don't have to be about IVF. They can be about anything. Uh, you can go to patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure. And it's time to thank some of the supporters. If you support the podcast at the $5 level or above, you'll get your name right on the podcast each month. There are more names coming next week, but right now I just want to say thank you to the following people. Tyler Rosewood, Mackenzie Erickson, Michelle Kitz Miller, uh, Lizelle Rampano, Rampano. Oh, my God. I'm never going to do it right. Uh, Julie Phillips, Darlene Estramera, uh, Muriel Kloss, Carrie Smith, Jason King, Rachel Downey, Sabrina Stern, Michelle Hagen, L. Becca Foster, Anonymous, Ariana Perry, Jolene Sigler, Sarah Yim, Maud Trembley, Chris Dibble, Lori Learning, Heather Nelson, Jack Woodyard, Erica Brown, Carolyn N., Sherry Olson, April Sherry, Ben, a PhD, uh, <laughs> Stephanie Thompson, Kim Thompson, Chelsea Rosger, Megan Cantwell, Sarah Prager, Tanya Devidova, uh, Amanda Johnson, Melinda Phelps, Emily McNaughton, Corey Woods, Rachel Dillon Snyder, Stephanie Serrano, Leslie Shoup, Darren Dishug, Salsa87. Thank you, Salsa87. Christine Moore. Uh, the Holterman clan, Nick H, Laura Meyer, Margaret Mayer, Laura Mayer, Margaret Metcalf, Narantha, Balagopal, Kathy Hill, and Carly Moore Seard. Thank you all. Seard. Uh, thank you all so much. Uh, tune in next week when we hear Dory's review of Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, get ready. 